UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the Heineken UCL Live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry, and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCL Live on Twitter during match nights, and don't forget to enter the competition. Season C's apply. Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 75 of the car wash. Proudly brought to you by Heineken. Whether you are tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Aiden, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundance goalkeeper, it's Sean Roberts. How are you doing, sir? Aiden, great intro. Thanks, buddy. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm a bit disappointed after last night, but we'll we'll get to that later in the show. <laughs> and I am also joined by former Bafana Bafana, Orlando Pirates, and Mamalodi Sundance star, the general himself, Tekumadise. What's cracking? Ah, what's crack lacking, Aiden? How are you? Yeah, man. Not too bad, not too bad. But as usual, we start the show off with the joke of the day. Now, now, Sean, I believe in you. <laughs> What have you got for us this week? Well, you shouldn't believe in me because it's 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 another cracker. Uh, what do you call a grumpy cow? Moody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay with that one because that one's more of a knee slapper. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh man. But from there, we jump into pole position. Pole position. Poll Position is a segment where we ask our fans a question on Facebook or a question on our WhatsApp group on the Supporters Club channel. And we get voice note replies. A lot of fans have expressed their opinions around the abuse that rampant Mamalodi Sundown supporters hurled at the Al-Akhli team bus, especially towards Pizzo in this abusive ambush. Here's what they had to say. You know, the, the mere fact that there were placards written with words that were that were really demeaning and, 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 and insulting Pizzo Musimani is, is, is uncalled for. Pizzo, Pizzo is, is the son of the soil. Uh, Pizzo Musimani is a is a brand. He he does not account to anyone. He does not answer to anyone. The guy is a brand. Piso Musimani is a brand. You don't have to hate a person, a player, or coach. Just hate a game. And it's unfair for the supporters to share at him. That was totally uncalled for. After what he has done to Sundowns all these years. My friends with Sundowns or not, they did. I think it was not fair. Swearing in Pito, calling him obscene names. Pito has done a lot for Sundowns. I think they should have appreciated his contribution to Ibrandia Sundowns. And I think it overall, it was not a good advert for the Sundowns. And it has damaged their brand. Okay, Gents, talk me through this. I'm struggling to wrap my wrap my mind about this. Why do you think these fans showed such hatred towards Pizzo, holding the placards with swearing and just these derogatory terms? I mean, he's done so much for Sundowns and not only them, but also South African football. 
Yeah, well, not not just South African football. It's it's. I think it's football in general. I mean, uh, certainly African football. Um, and don't be surprised if he's. I think we've spoken about this. I mean, Teko. I think I think Teko told us is that I think his his goal is to be um, is a coach in the World Cup. Is that right, Teko? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and without a doubt, he's gonna he's gonna make that happen. But the scenes that we saw um, when Al Ahly were here were just short of embarrassing, I would say. Uh, what, what, what he's achieved in this country, what he's achieved for Sundowns. Yes, Sundowns have had an open checkbook for for how many years, but you, you need someone to drive that. And, and Pizzo has been the guy. And I think it just shows an utter disrespect. Um, it's, it's embarrassing as a neutral like myself, uh, as an ex-Sundowns player as well. It, it's embarrassing. Um, and, you know, he's such a brand that he's he, he's made himself. And yes, of course, when you're at that level, there are you have to deal with this sort of stuff. But I just don't think that this was warranted in any way. I really don't think there's a lot, obviously a lot of jealousy involved. Um, I don't think he even shook the hands of the coaches of Sundown City after the victory. I think he just walked off. But um, and rightly so, in my opinion, uh, he was obviously disgusted. He was hurt, I think, more than anything. Mm. I don't think he does. I don't think he felt he deserved that. Um, but yeah, it just—it's just not nice to see. It's like, oh, it's just—it's—it uh, just leaves a very sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, it did. Um, mm. you, you know, we, we we understand the importance of the play, of the of the fans, and mm. uh, we we highly highly appreciate that. You know, they make the game better. And uh, especially, especially when they support their teams, and uh, we we always speak uh, fondly of the fans, and we still, you know, wish that the fans are back in the stadiums. Mm. And uh, to see what happened to to Coach Pizzo, it's 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 highly disappointing, and uh, it's for me, it's it's like Shona said, I think it's embarrassing for South African football, mm. um, because as much as I understand the the tension of the game that was there. You know, but let the players and the coaches fight for that. And 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 by you, probably you, you know what? Let me say this: if you remember, a couple of days before the game, there were fans that was. I think Peter took a picture with a couple of fans that are wearing Alakhi Jesus. Mm. I think from there there was a confusion there because of those fans. I think they are, um, you know, the leaders of certain branches around Pretoria. So they were regarded right. as traders. So now coming mm. into the game, so now because of the misunderstanding and now fans starting to react, which I will never, never, never condone because that's wrong, number one. Number two, and I strongly believe and feel like real, real fans of Mamluri Sundowns really adore and, and, and love the coach. And they respect mm. him because they know what he has done. But there's always going to be those guys that wants to show off or that wants to come out and show that they support Mamluri Sundowns, whereas they, they're not true fans and supporters of the team. I strongly believe that those who are wearing the, those Sundowns uh, uh, merchandise or whatever that they were showing that the Sundowns uh, fans, they're really, really not. Because Sundowns fans mm. don't behave like that. They don't treat people like that. Yeah, and, and and I think, like I said, we, we sort of, we're generalizing now, you know, yeah. although we're disappointed, like you said, Teko, that's that's probably not the die-hard Sundowns fans that are out there. I think they're a bit more respectful and mm. a bit more appreciative of what uh, Pizzo's done. Yeah, of course. For of sure, course. for but sure. But still, sad scenes, sad scenes. Yeah, no, very disappointing, I must say. Um, it's just 
doesn't matter what league, what country, like that just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, um, man. No. Because it doesn't matter which coach as well. Exactly. You know, because because I understand that it always comes back to, but does he, do the fans remember what Coach Peter's done for Sundowns? Irrespective of that, you, you can't mm. behave like that. That's 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 not that's not football. You you, you can't come yeah. out with the placards that says F you coach and what whatever the case might be. It it doesn't work irrespective of who was coaching there, it doesn't matter. You know, if 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 I, I like Sean, I like I strongly believe that whoever that was should be found. So you should be dealt yes. with. Because, well, because I mean, we can't There's a video circulating and just full body portrait. Face, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, no, you need to be dealt very with because we, to we can't because we can't be we can't be condoning such things. You know, sure, if, if it happens to, to 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 the best coach that we've ever had in the country, ever, ever, ever. So imagine, ever, ever? imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine other coaches. Because if this is not dealt with, which means you know this is going to continue. Other other fans are going to come out and behave the way that they they uh, that whoever that behave. So he needs to be dealt mm. with so that they can be an example that you can't behave like this. So, 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 Teko, do you do you think Safa is going to step in? Because if they don't, then other fans may go, okay, well, that was acceptable then. Surely it's okay to do it again now. Dude, they should they should step in because number one, the priority is to is the safety of the coaches and the players. Yes. And and by safety meaning safety in terms of you know uh, um, um, even before they go into the game you know you need to you need to protect their mentality as well coming into this game because it's the game of emotions as well. And yeah. I heard Coach mm. Peter talking about the the fans were swearing at it, at, at um, they're swearing him about the mom and all the type of stuff. You no, know they insulted his family. Exactly. So that's that's, that's not cool. That's what I'm saying. That if this is not dealt with, there's going to be a new trend. And this is not South African football. This is not our this this is not our fans. Irrespective of Mamelodi Sundowns, this we don't have such fans anymore. Look, look. Also, I mean, the if you go to Europe and what those coaches and managers and players deal with, I still think it's absolutely nothing compared to what Pizzo went through now. Um, but the, uh, that's still no excuse. But I do think uh, the the more successful you get, the more enemies you get as well. Of course, the more people you get. Of so, course. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the PSL slash Safa deal with this. Um, but but certainly there needs to be action taken. Hundred percent. I I I strongly believe that that guy that guy was holding that placard. I'm sure. That one. I'm sure that guy he he doesn't behave that way at home. I, I'm sure. No. I, I think on the street, it's 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 his chance to be, you know, one of those guys that wants to show up at home. There is just a <laughs> that sits on the side and not do, does nothing, and then he always wants to come and react on football. It's just that I hate such fans that react on stadiums like that, that comes to the yeah. games and try and try and spoil the game like that. So I just I just don't like them, as they think because they think that they they more important than the game themselves. And this fan needs to be dealt with. Finish and clear. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Well. Let's stay with Sundowns. CAF Champions League, guys. Um, you know, Pizzo did hit what he's being paid for. He did his job. Uh, him and Al-Akhli came victorious to Sundowns, winning 3-1 on aggregate. What are your reactions to that, to those two legs, rather? Well, I think, uh, I think me and... Did, did I get this right? This, re- this result? And I think Teko got the... I think both of you said a draw. Teko. I think Teko said a Sundowns win, but but I'll actually to go through. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then and then and then uh, I said a one-one draw, 
and then Teko said a Simba victory, but Kaiser Chiefs to go through, so you got that one right. But but yeah, it was a um, uh, interesting game, eh? I mean, by no means were Sundowns outplayed. I think uh, Al Ahli were of they showed their class when they needed to put it that way. Sundowns had their opportunities for sure. Um, but in my eyes, there was always, always going to be one uh, winner at the end of the game, to be honest, uh, in terms of aggregate. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I just think the way, I think Pizza was just so calm throughout everything, um, so controlled. Uh, yeah, and it hurts me to say this, but it's a well-deserved 3-1 uh, aggregate victory for Al actually, to be honest. Yeah, man. Decker? Yes, sir. Um, you know, with with that two two zero lead coming into South Africa to play a second leg, it's, it's especially with Alakhli, it's always going to be difficult. Mm. Of course, you know, as a football fan, as a South African football fan, you always want to see your South African teams going forward. But it was always going to be difficult, especially playing against the team and the coach that knows how to win. And uh, they are a team that is built for big stages, so they they can always come mm. and and show up in big games. And 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 you could see even the smiles when they arrived. Because for me, I look at the body languages. You know, you see, you look yeah. at the images of of them when they arrived. You look at them in their first training session. You can see these are people that knows exactly. They prepared. They know exactly what is it that they need to do. You know, they're not stressed yeah. and all that type of stuff. So it was it was always going to be difficult for Mamli Sundowns. But yet again, they played against a very, 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 you know, disciplined and um, and um, and a good side. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in the other quarterfinal match of the match day, so to say, well, mainly for South African fans, Kaiser Chiefs progressed to the semi-finals. You know, after winning four 0 in the first leg. I think majority of football fans on the continent were like, okay, they're sitting comfortably. Well, Simba put up a good <laughs> fight there. Um, they still progress, Chiefs, 4-3 on aggregate. Uh, guys, what did you make of that game? Unbelievable. I think uh, I think the Chiefs' technical bench must have aged about 20 years. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to fathom. Um, but it's... it's, it's uh, it's it's a great result for Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. And then and then the, now they go blown against Leopards again. Was it yesterday or the day before they lost? I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Consistently roller... inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, just such a roller coaster season. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously happy for Chiefs because I, I I like Chiefs. We know that. Um, but to lose three 0 it's 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 a it's a biggie. And then come back and to to lose to. Uh, to Lucy Leopards, it's uh, man, I, I I don't know what needs to change, but there needs to be some drastic changes, and I hope they can continue now they they form into the semis. I really do, because in a way they deserve it. Yeah, Teko, yes sir. Look, man, if if um if if you really 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 want to win um you know the continental competition, there's there's the certain um. Uh, the certain things that you need to do right, whether defensively or scoring goals. And and for Chiefs, with this game, you look at the aggregate, you're winning four, you go you go in and concede three. I'm sure, like Sean has said, I'm sure the technical team was shitting on themselves. You know, because you can't lose from a 4-0. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense, right? And 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 you look at you look at now 
you you'd always want to 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 see especially south african teams continue and uh, but for them actually to go all the way and be in the final they need to they need to think about how they you know they need to differentiate between home and away yeah yeah. You know they need to play differently home and away. They need to know that even if it's four zero, they still need to, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, keep the game there alive and and be able to to manage the game. And 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 with this scoreline, clearly they couldn't manage the game. Clearly they were under stress. And coming back home again to 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 a defeat that happened yesterday with a team that is number last that had, that they have got no business in winning against Kaiser Chiefs, especially no. you know. And and, yeah. and and it shows you the the, the, the story of, you know, the Kaiser Chiefs team as a whole this season, how mm. how emotional it has been drained, has been draining for the players, the typical team, the management, everybody that's involved within the team because the emotions are being a roller coaster because you're happy today, next week you're super sad and then that. Otherwise, you can't even believe the results. I think that's always been the story of the Kaiser Chiefs family this season. but. But with those results, man, I think they 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 need to be very careful. You can't play Simba home and win four and go there and, and concede three. They need to be no. careful if they really want to win this, irrespective of what happened yesterday against um, um, Black Leopards. But with 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 Kev, it becomes different. It becomes difficult when you concede such goals, especially the number of goals that you concede. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So we're gonna revert it back to Sundowns. They've just been crowned PSL champions for the fourth time in five seasons. Guys, that's pretty insane stuff. Talk me through their season, guys. Tembozwane and Peter Shalulile are just all over the PSL nominations awards list. Uh, it's theirs to win. They had an unbelievable season. The coaches did insanely well as well. The PSL, everything seemed to go right for them. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, we, we were a little bit skeptical in the beginning in terms of their coaching stance they took and we were a bit worried there might be a bit of a power struggle. We, we, we still don't know how that relationship is. It looks great on TV, but you just never know what happens behind closed doors. Um, but it's working um, to win this season with three games to go. Um, and it's been a competitive league up top. I mean, it's, it's, but it's always been sundowns. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think, I don't, I'm sure Teko will echo me here, I don't think there was ever any doubt that Sundowns are with this league this season. They've got a powerhouse squad. Um, Shalalile in his, in his first season at Sundowns has been just short of miraculous. He's been extremely, extremely good. And when you've got players like that performing week in and week out, and I think that's, you know, you go back to Chiefs, you know, you talk about consistency or inconsistency. And, and, and we've gone throughout the podcast this season and we've spoken about the you know that's that horrible one nil win for Sundowns away or that two one draw that last minute or that two one win that last minute mm. penalty or, or whatever and, and those you look back in the season you think ah that's what I'm talking about mm. and that's what Sundowns are able to do that's um, uh, that big match temperament big players consistent players um, you look at the players that are not even making the squad you know I mean like a George Manoleko for example it's 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 frightening the depth that they have. And it comes with no surprise, and you saw that first half display against Supersport yesterday. Um, and they missed a the penalty for crying out loud. Um, yeah, uh, congratulations. Never in doubt, in my opinion. And um, I think, you know, this fourth league in five seasons, I think it's going to be nine nine titles in 10 seasons. I really do. I think it's going to be Sundown, 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 Sundown all the way until something 
drastic happens in the PSL, but I, I don't see anyone touching them or coming close to them, to be honest. It's, it's been a pleasure to watch and they're only going to get better and better. Teko. Now, Aiden, I remember around 12 midday yesterday, I told you that Sundowns are the champions and you were surprised <laughs> that you asked, you asked whether Sundowns have been crowded already. Because yeah, I, and you need facts, Teko. You need <laughs> evidence. I mean, there was evidence, but it wasn't like the name wasn't on the trophy officially, you know. No, it's because the reason I said that, uh, I remember in 20, I think 2014, 2015 season, where Sundowns had to win the, their first league with uh, under Pito. They were playing Super Sport at the same venue that they were playing yesterday. And I think with the mm. game in hand, and um, the score was 3 0. Sundowns won. You know, one of those most difficult games, and and yesterday it was the same thing where they needed to win this, you know, the league against SuperSport. And if, if you look at the history between SuperSport and Sundance, you know, you know Sundance has dominated that fixture for a long time. And 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 also also you look at the game, you know, on the seven minute, um, SuperSport gets a red card, so it changes the whole complexion of the game. And uh, you know what happened yesterday? Now SuperSport kept it's a red card from a winger <laughs> right seven minutes into the game boom red card out now as a coach now now you're forced to do subs or to change tactically that you're not you you are not even prepared but you need to be you know thinking uh, you, you must be on your toes all the time so now here's what here's what Gaetano uh, Tembo does he takes Brickley Hopla who's the leading top goal scorer of the league plays him as a right winger and then he leaves Gabuza as a striker. And then a few minutes later, he takes out the most the, 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 the most creative player in the team. He takes him out, he puts on the wing. That's when I realized that there's a problem, technically, yes. There was no way they could they, they, they were going to come back from that game. There was no way they could even stand a chance of coming back into the game. Number one, the the the, um, the most dangerous person, you're playing him as a right winger. I don't I don't know what you what your expectations are for of him. Number two, the most creative person that you have in the team, you're taking him out, which means you're saying, I don't need any creativity. I just want people to run and fight. For what? Mm. Nothing to lose. Exactly. For what, guys? Mm. You know, I was very disappointed with the, with, with the tactics of Supersport yesterday, especially after the red card, because that's where you, that's where we look at the coach now. The coach, do something. Sure. Tell us something that uh, you haven't told us before, but... Uh, you, you, look, Sean, you, we, we, we speak about Bradley Hrobla week in, week out, how dangerous he is inside the box. Now you're taking him to go and tackle and defend as a right back. Dude, the first thing that you do, because you've got two strikers, was playing 4-4-2. First red card, sacrifice one striker, leave Hrobla left. Put on a wing if you want to put on a wing. Yeah. But you can't take off your creative player, because once you win the ball, who's going to be creative and create those chances? Mm. He's out. Which means you're saying, hey guys, let's be on our bikes and let's run. It doesn't matter what happens. When we have the ball, let's go, let's run. That's poor tactics, dude. It was, but it, it was, and, and, and I like Katana. I think he's a very good coach. I think he's done a wonderful job with Supersport. Um, but but it, was, it was very obvious at what needed to be done. Am I right? True. And, and, and I'm speaking as a non-coach here. So, um, yeah, it was just very, very bizarre. I agree with you 100%, Tech. It was very, very bizarre. I mean, you've got two strikers. So, you know, I would understand he was playing one strike. You're playing two. You're playing a 4 4 2. You've got a red card of a right wing. Sacrifice one striker that can't even play a right wing. If the striker can play as a right wing, fantastic. If you can't sacrifice one, you leave your most dangerous player at his favorite position where he scores goals. Mm. That's it. He's got. Oh, oh, it's, guys, no. it's, it's 
so bizarre. No, it was weird. So bizarre. Anyway. So, no, you know, and if I was probably as well, I don't think I would have been too happy. Yeah, because, you know, he obviously wants the golden boot award. Yeah, but, but anyway, congratulations to Mambi Sundance. They continue with their dominance, and um, and and to be honest with you, uh, Sean, um, we 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 I don't I don't think let's remind people what Sundance went through this season with a lot yeah. of changes that they went through, and they still managed to continue and do the business. You know, they they lost the coach in the beginning of the season, the coach that has been there for so long. Um, yeah. They lost two players, you know, that passed away, and they still continued. And in Kami this year sure. as well, there was a change where the president of the team had to be the president of Kev. They needed to somebody to step in and become the new president. There's, there's been changes in that team, and with Massive. all this thing happening, and you must also remember when 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 uh, when one of the players passed on, the league couldn't give them off uh, time to yeah. grieve, so they had to. The player passed over. I think they passed on over the weekend, and Wednesday, Sundowns had to go play. We there's there's a lot of things that Sundowns went through this season emotionally, but they showed that they, you know, they they very classy team and and they, they managed to 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 get through it. You know, as much yeah. as we don't know what happened behind, you know, closed doors, but I think there's a lot of work that been, that's been done there, unlike on the pitch, because with those things type of things happening around you, it affects you mentally and. Uh, and I think there's a lot of stuff that has been done behind by the coaches, you know, trying to motivate players, trying to keep them calm, yeah. you know, keeping their emotion intact. Because because I promise you, uh, most of the teams, if they can go, you know, they can face half of the things Sundowns face, this is, they won't come back. And oh. I just want to applaud the players for for being strong enough, you know, to, to be professional enough and, 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 you know, to continue doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, we, we, tend, we tend to forget all yeah, that stuff that's happened, to be honest. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us, Teko. I mean, that's a, um, and it takes a special type of leadership uh, in-house to, to keep the boys motivated and to keep them sharp. And uh, um, so, again, you know, we, we, we look as outsiders and we think, oh, you know, what a great team, what a great team. But you've just reminded us on what they've actually gone through yeah. and the loss, yeah. the change of president. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that takes some special players, number one, and obviously takes a couple of special leaders. But uh, yeah, thanks, Tex. But I mean, let's move on, guys. I mean, um, yep. in this week's edition of Laduma Paper, there is a great interview done by Soccer Laduma's Sipo Kekana with the late, well, not the late Bafana coach, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's still alive. He's well alive, uh, Molefi and Seki. Um, in this riveting interview, Seki opens up about his time as Bafana coach. For me, the key points were, um, uh, Seki was talking about why are we always going to foreign, uh, going foreign to try and get the answers in terms of coaching, and that's something we've always spoken about, Seki. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- why can we not have faith in our local coaches? The politics, in-house are unbearable with Safa. We know that, we've spoken about that. He talks about his two successful meetings he's had with Bufana coach Hugo Bruce and how impressed he was with Bruce in terms of how much he knew of him personally mm. and how much he knew of Bufana in general, especially in terms of the players. Um, according to Nseki, Bruce's plans all along was to keep Nseki on as assistant coach, as so was Safa's idea to keep Nseki on as assistant and then Safa last minute obviously changing their mind. Mm. Uh, yeah, a lot to go through. I, I do feel for Inseki though. I, I do believe um, he possibly didn't have the experience he needed to be the final coach, but I do think he would have made the perfect assistant um, as he knew the current squad better than anyone. Um, yeah, we spoken a bit about this last week. Take on I me. Mean, we've spoken about the why we always go looking foreign. Um, and I completely agree with, with, with Inseki and yourself that 
surely there must be enough talent here to to look local look there's there's plenty of talent um and uh the 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 biggest problem that we we've been talking about and we've been saying is i just it's it's us believing in international coaches that are local coach i just i just wish that you know somebody from suffolk can come out and tell us why they've got so much believing in those international coaches just because he has done mm. it with Cameroon then he's going to do it with us not understanding mm. the type of players that Cameroon had or Cameroon mm. has um, do we need to be you know do we need to to, to put our faith and, and, and trust on somebody that only saw our players via the internet <laughs> you know uh, yeah, and then we have we have coaches that are seeing these players week in week out here you know, yeah. why don't we empower them, you know, give them the chance so that um, um, they understand the ropes and, 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 and build around them. As much as you want to build a new team, have a new coach, build around them, the younger coaches, you know, local coaches that speak the language, that understand the culture of the team. Mm. You know, when Keegan is back or when Bongani Zungu is back, whoever that is back, Pesita is back, they're able to speak and understand the language. Not that an African language, but you know, our culture, you know, um, the football language that we speak in the country that can understand. Because at the end of the day, as a footballer, you want to have, you want to play under a coach that you want to play for. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just adding there quickly, sorry to interrupt, uh, you said why don't Safa sort of, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't remember what you said in terms of educate coaches or employ coaches, but they did that with Nseki. They, they said he's done all these badges through Safa. Um, he's, he was sent to Germany to go finish off his badges. So they, they really invested in him. Mm. And for what's just happened, it just sounds so bizarre that uh, the obvious choice for me was is to have a, if you're going to go foreign, okay, that's fine. But have a local assistant. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. But just, that's, that's one plus one equals two, right? Yeah. Um, and that was on the cards. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And and both coaches were surprised. And it's, it's yeah, man, I don't know. And, 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 the, and, and you know, not to discredit uh, the, our new assistant coach, which is Hellman mm. Kelly right now. But mm. but but the thing is, Hellman is, has been involved in the under 20s for, for, for the longest time. Mm. And and it's it's great that you you have Hellman within the helm, but you also want to have somebody that um, understand that knows and that pays so much attention to the PSL players because Bafana teams are formed by those type of players, and then Hellman will be the bridge and the gap for us from the the youth development side to actually look at and bring into Bafana setup. Sure. But also those players that if they don't play in the regular teams, it's going to be difficult for us to bring them into a final setup. But that's the first thing. So therefore, yeah. Safa needs to have a conversation with the local teams and make, make them understand that we need to have a number of certain players on the pitch of this age. Probably maybe make it a rule, whatever the case may be. Because there's no point in speaking, we're building Bafana, Bafana team, but we don't see under 23, under 23 players in any of the teams because teams are fighting relegation. They don't have time. But if there's a rule that is put somewhere that a certain number of players that can come back and be put on the lineup, you know, like what Germany used to do, I think things will change a little bit. But yes, Elmer Keller will do us a great job, but we needed more active coach there on, on, as, as a Bafana um, assistant. But it also surprises me that Zeki comes out and speaks now because he's been denied a job. <laughs> you know, he was, Look, he's emotional, bro. He's emotional. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Trust me, he doesn't understand our emotions. We've been emotional ever since he took over. So the thing, sure. <laughs> so the, the, 
so, so the thing is, we look, man. He he was he was demoted, and he was he had those type of conversations, and uh, they came out and said Nteki will be an assistant coach. Right, yeah. and it was also bizarre for us. I'm like, okay, so from a coach now, you come a assistant coach, and with a foreign coach, what are you going to tell him that you couldn't do? You know, and I came back again, and then Safa changed. Like, no, it was not official. Now we're going to need another coach, blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. It's unfortunate for Zeki, yes, as much as Safa has invested in him, but Safa has invested in the person that they could, they could interfere. Mm. Even though they sent him to Germany to finish his studies, whatever the case may be, but they invested mm. in somebody that they can interfere. When you're speaking mm. of giving a local coach a chance, we're speaking of giving a local coach a chance the way that you will give uh, uh, Pereira or whoever coach that you that you may employ in, into the country. If, if you give him a chance, respect them. You saying you saying you want Ben McCarthy. Ben McCarthy says I want to bring my own technical team that are local guys. Why don't you want to bring them? Because the technical team, most of them played them before I set up. They understand. They've been there. They know. So give them the respect and give them the support. But 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 we we prefer but but I don't also blame Safa. I mean, if, if you look at it, also in the PSL, we the teams that are that are there, it's shown. We mm. we prefer to sign a foreign player with not so much good quality and pay him double, and a look of a local player. Yeah, so no yeah, so so it's it's a South African thing. It's it's not just Safa within the PSL as well. There's a lot of things that we're respecting guys that are coming out of South Africa with less quality to come in and do the job for us here where we do have people that can be able to to, to bring us justice into whatever issues that we have within the South African football. Yeah, a lot needs to change and we've been through this a hundred times, yeah. but uh, let's see what happens, eh? What will be, will be. <laughs> However, yes. from there, we are going to head into the international news desk, but first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the hashtag HeinekenUCL live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using hashtag HeinekenUCL live on Twitter during match nights and don't forget to enter the competition. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. T's and C's apply. Of course, the final is this Saturday, the 29th of May, 9 o'clock. Yeah. We are joined now by Sokola Duma International News Correspondent, Liam Becker. How are you doing today, Liam? Morning, guys. All good this side. Thank you very much. Morning, Liam. How's it, Liam? Hey guys. Liam, let's just kick it straight off the back. Manchester United and Villarreal came up against each other last night, uh, Wednesday night, in the Europa League final. Um, pretty boring two hours of football, considering it was 1-1 all the way to the end of extra time. Villarreal came through victorious, winning 11-10 on penalties. <laughs> um, David De Gea was the only guy who finished the two-hour match who was on the field who doesn't have a goal to his name after that game. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I, I was watching the game. I was analyzing a few things to the best of my ability. Do you think Manchester United missed uh, Harry Maguire, his leadership qualities and his presence at the back, especially during defense? Yeah, I think it's it's undeniable that you, you're going to miss a player like Harry Maguire. Um, he's the captain, he's the leader on the pitch. Um, and defensively, he's the one who's going to be organizing everything there. Um, but I actually think the, the problems are more at the other end, to be honest. Um, mm. I think, you know, if you look at the way Villarreal set up, it was they were happy to give Man United the possession and, and welcome them onto them to let them attack. And uh, United didn't really look look like they were going to do anything apart from uh, the goal Cavani scored, which, you know, was a bit fortunate uh, with it being deflected yeah. and then him tapping in the rebound. Uh, but apart from that, they didn't really look threatening. And I think, you know, while Maguire was an obvious loss at the back, I, I genuinely think the problems were, were bigger at the front. And I for sure believe that um, Villarreal's defence, you know, deserves a standing ovation. They took wave after wave of attack. Their captain, Raul Abidal, just blocked everything. He was, uh, I was saying to Sean off, uh, off air, if they had, if you had to say that they parked the bus, he would have been the driver. He was <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and on that note, you know, United haven't had the best run of form in the last like four or five seasons. What do they need to do to get back to winning trophies? I believe this is now the fourth season without silverware. Yeah, four seasons, no trophies. Um, I think this is the the closest they've come uh, since Jose yeah. Mourinho's tenure when he when he won Europa League as well. Um, and I think it's a lot of pressure is going to come onto Solskjaer now because the questions are going to be asked of him. Um, obviously, there's been improvement. They ended second in the Premier League this season. They've reached a, a European final, but without those trophies, it doesn't really count for much. Um, so somewhere along the line, there needs to be changed. They've invested a lot of money over the years um, in the likes of Maguire, Bruno Fernandes, um, and they're still not getting the results. So somewhere something definitely has to change. So I want to ask you one more question about this game. Um, Obviously, Harry Maguire, the captain, wasn't playing and the captaincy duties were, were given to Bruno Fernandes. He didn't perform like we know how he can. Do you think being the captain put too much pressure on him? It's, it's possible. Um, it's very well possible. Um, but Bruno Fernandes is a wonderful player. I mean, he's been carrying the team the whole season. Um, I, I, and I think it uh, it's not just on his shoulders, uh, the result last night. Um, I think very few players put up their hands for United. Um, I think they were second best to everything last night um so yeah he wasn't at his best by no means but i don't think any of his teammates were either i think it's, it's a good point you bring up Aiden, because i remember me and teko speaking when um uh, raheem sterling was captaining man city and he and he's just not a captain mm. he's a great player mm. and and when he was captaining he wasn't performing and as soon as that responsibility was taken away from him man city completely shifted as a team and and obviously raheem sterling as well so yeah it's a good point liam last weekend it was officially confirmed that Robert Lewandowski had broken Kurt Muller's 49-year-old record, scoring 41 goals in a single Bundesliga season. Now, that's fantastic and all, and, you know, Ballon d'Or winning and everything, but what are your thoughts about the fact that Lewandowski did not win player of the season as Erling Haaland won that? Yeah, that's a strange one. I'm not, I'm not really sure how, how to explain that, you know, I mean, Haaland had a, a brilliant season on his own. I mean, he, he scored 27 goals in, in 28 games as well, which is impressive. And in any other season, you'd say, OK, you deserve to win the award. But like you say, 49-year-old um, record that Lewandowski smashed 41 goals, 29 games. That's unheard of. That's that's talking Messi-Ronaldo numbers from a few years back. Um, so how, how Haaland's beat him to that award, I'm not sure. But we often see it with 
with these fan voted awards that it does become a bit of a a popularity mm. contest mm. and and Haaland's very topical at the moment he's very very popular among the younger generation and ultimately i think that's how how that's happening yeah and he's very active on his social media as well which makes a massive difference i think so you want to tell me Sean that if you're not active on social media you won't win <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying if 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 it's voted by fans yeah. where he's interacting with his fans and you know Lewandowski's not yeah. it has a has a point to prove maybe Haaland they want to sell him and maybe this is a little inside scoop you know player of the season his price goes up on the 50 million i don't know yeah. easy yeah, Take out so. that cash, Manchester United. So, going back to the Premier League, uh, Liam, Liverpool somehow managed to finish in a Champions League spot a month or so ago. They were sitting in eighth. Uh, they finished the season in third. Um, all over social media, I've seen that people are saying that this is Jurgen Klopp's greatest achievement at the club. Do you agree with this statement, considering two or three seasons ago, he helped them win a Champions League? I don't agree with that, no. Um, and the funny thing is, that it actually all originates from from Klopp's comments himself. He was the one who suggested that it might be his his greatest achievement if they do it. Um, and I think it was it was really clever on his part too, because you know if, if Liverpool failed to win the or to qualify for the Champions League, then you'd look back and say, okay, well, it was always going to be an impossible task, you know, from the position they were in. Um, so he's kind of protecting his players in in that sense. But now that they've qualified, it almost it's even more impressive of an achievement, and it is impressive. Don't get me wrong. I mean, with everything, um, Liverpool have uh, have been through the season with the injuries and the fact that with ten games to go, they were eight points outside of the qualification places, um, and now they've not just qualified fourth; they ended third in the league somehow. Um, it's it's an incredible achievement, but but Klopp's best? No, I mean, this is a man who uh, he won the Bundesliga with Dortmund, beating I mean this Bayern Munich team that is so dominant. Um, he then rocks up at Liverpool, wins the Champions League, the Club World Cup, Liverpool's first Premier League title in uh, 30 years, you know. So it's an impressive achievement, but it's definitely not his greatest achievement, no. Okay, and lastly, Champions League final coming up this weekend on Saturday. What are your predictions? Which way do you think the pendulum will swing? Come on, City! <laughs> Come on! Sean I, was, Sean, I was asking Liam, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I happen to agree with Sean, though. I think... I think City are gonna gonna walk away with this one. I mean, the, that squad is incredible. Pep Guardiola is incredible, um, and I don't think, especially with Chelsea dipping off now towards the end of the season, I don't think um, they're gonna be able to beat City in the final. And scoreline prediction? Oof. I will go two-one to City. Mm. Fantastic! Fantastic! Mm. Thank you, Liam. <laughs> You know, City rivals to my beloved Manchester United. I can't disagree with you. <laughs> City have just been unbelievable this season. Pep is, oh, you know, he, he's just fantastic as well. But yeah, yeah. Liam, thank you very much for the international news breakdown. That was Liam Becker, Sokla Duma International News Correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, guys. It is now time for This Week in Football History. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. Champions League week, you know, UEFA week, history themed. Okay, guys, this week in 1985, <laughs> there was a stadium disaster, the Haysel Stadium disaster. This occurred when Juventus fans were escaping rampant Liverpool fans. Basically, Liverpool fans breached a fence or like a wall that was separating um, the two sets of fans by a neutral area. Um, allegedly, the Juve fans were like verbally abusing the Liverpoolians. Um, can you imagine how well that went down? Sure. And basically, 
a wall had collapsed because of the rampaging Liverpool fans and causing a terrace to collapse on a couple people. Um, unfortunately, a few people did lose their lives and many were injured. This week in 2005, I think one of the greatest European comebacks of all time, Liverpool 3-0 down against AC Milan, mm -hmm. Champions League final, bang, Stevie Liverpool G. win 4-3. Stevie G, what a guy. And in this week, actually it was 21, 22 years and one day ago, it happened yesterday in 1999. Manchester United completed their treble by beating Bayern Munich in the UEFA Champions League final, scoring two injury time goals and the winning goal there, or the decider for that matter, was scored by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, yeah. Can't win a trophy as a manager, but can definitely <laughs> bang a few goals and win one as a player. Um, and that is... <laughs> Wow, jeez. Kick a dog when he's down, hey, hey, it's my team. I can say what I want about them. <laughs> and oh that was God. this week in football history. <laughs> All right, let's move on swiftly, guys. Yeah, the PSL on the 26th of May, or yesterday, I think it was, announced a list of nominees for the 2021 PSL Awards. Yes, sir. The awards, the awards will take place on Sunday, the 6th of June at 8 p.m. and will be live on Supersport PSL channel. Are you are you doing that, Teko? Uh, no. What, the oh, PSL? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I, I don't have an invite, so I don't know. Okay, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> what do we have here? Football season nominees. Uh, one of Teko's picks, Kutumela. I mean, I think if... And obviously, Shadalile and Tembezwani. Um... And I remember Teko saying explicitly, like, you know, if if there was no Shalalili, if there was no Zvania, Kutumela would, would walk it. And I, I do agree. Yeah. He's been fantastic, especially with a not-informed Maritzburg United. Yeah. Um, players, player of the season, again, the same three, which is always usually the case, um, as I've found over the years. Uh, the coach of the season nominees, of course, Benny, of course, the uh, Mamelodi Sundowns duo, and... Arrows, Mandla, Nikazi, Nikazi. Yeah. Nikazi. Nikazi. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> um, young player of the season for me, Bongo um, Kukle Longwani. I think he's going to take it. There's Kamohelo Mplangu and Evidence Makupa uh, from Baraka. Uh, goalkeeper of the season. Um, Longwane from Arrows, Mortois had a great season at Amazulu, and Dennis Younger from Sundowns, who always seems to be there every single season. Mm -hmm. um, uh, DSTV Premiership uh, Defender of the Season, Labusa from Sundowns, Tobo from Swallows, Kwoki uh, from Amazulu. Midfielders, midfielder, Kutsia from Sundowns, Makula from Amazulu, and of course, Zwani from Sundowns. Um, yeah, there's so much going on here. I mean, there's, for me, you know, Shalili is mentioned in three of them, uh, footballer, DSTV, and I think he's part of the Nedbank Cup as well, player of the tournament. Yes, he is. Um, do you think any of this is going to go against of what we thought Teko in any way? Um, I think it's Shalili all the way, to be honest. Um, young player of the season for me has to be Bloom from, uh, from Chiefs, uh, unless you think something different. What do you think? Um, look, um, with, um, with football of the season, I'll look at, I'll look at the stats, the stats, the stats, the stats. look at the numbers <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 and also 
I'll give a lot of credit to Kutumela because of, I know how difficult it is as an individual to carry the whole team and still bring your A game all the time, you know? Mm, and uh, mm. you look at Tembazwane, you'll be looking at, uh, you know, it, it's very rare to see a player that is just one football of the end being consistent the next season because we've seen how it's been happening all through the years. And it, you look at Peter Shalili as well, you consider the fact that coming into your star-started Mamlid Sundance team and be able to fit like a club and perform the way he did, he's been one of the most influential players within this season. So, so both three of them, I think they deserve to be a nominee. So it can go either way, I'll be happy with that. Um, with the... No, with the coaches, I won't even entertain. With the... With, with the young player of the season, I think I, I, for me is I think there's evidence Mokhop has been has been selected to be one of the the, the Olympic players, uh, something yeah. like that. Like I've I've watched how how Baraka plays. They rely so much on that boy. He might not score so many goals, but he's their top goal scorer and uh, he's done so well. I think with the better coaching, Jay, you know, better quality players around him, the boy can grow. And we know how how much we like strikers within the country. And uh, ah, goalkeeper of the season. That's your favorite position. Ah, checker. Uh, who's your money on? Ah, clean sheets. Dennis Onyango. Yeah. Goes with the clean sheets. Yeah. It's not. Look, look. Veli Moto performed very well this year. There's a couple of games. I think when when Amazulu is going on like six, seven games on a on a trot, Veli Moto. Did you say Veli Veli Moto? performed very well yeah he was performing <laughs> very well <laughs> he was very very well but also the thing is you look at you look at you, you can't be looking at uh, at portions of the season you need to look at the whole contribution of the season you're looking mm. at Mamlu Sundance only who lost one game so far only lost mm. one game and they're the they're, they're least conceding team in the league so there's a lot of stats that back us up on Yango to take it it's unfortunate yeah, yeah. fair enough um, I, so I do apologize. I said Njubulu um, uh, Bloom was part of the young players, part of the most promising player, which is under twenty-three in the Nepal Cup. Yeah. Um, but don't don't discount Ungukukli um, Khlongwane from Maritzburg for the young player this season. No, I don't. Again, I, I don't. Yeah, but, I'm just saying in, yeah. in terms of a team that's not performing, yeah. and for someone who is performing at the highest level and such a young age, you've got to look at that. Yeah, because the reason why I, I, I didn't speak about it because. Songwani has always been a supporting act. Mm. You know, he's always been the one that backs up Kutumela or backs up Musiamid. Now, in the second round of the season, now he started featuring more, especially playing on the right sometimes, sometimes playing as a striker. But he's mm. never been a permanent, permanent fixture. But he's, 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 he's one of the most promising players in that team because he's very good on yeah. the ball. You know, he's got the heart, he's got the energy. But Evidence Mokopo has been playing regularly since last season. Yeah. You know, and this is a boy that's growing leaps and bounces with his team, and 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 you also you also consider you looking at where where Barroca is, you know, mm. on the lock as well. Those type of things count, you know. But but anyway, like all these nominees, yeah, I think they really really deserve them, deserve to be nominated. And to me, if I I think just to say just to say this, Sean, you know, if you're a nominee within the league, the league recognizes you. You consider yourself a winner because not many footballers get that opportunity to be nominated for anything within the PSL. So be grateful that you're getting recognition. Yeah, agreed. Well said. Absolutely. It's pretty evident that a Sundowns player or coach is going to win. However, <laughs> speaking of awards, we'll turn that into bets. It's time for Place Your Bets. <laughs> so, gentlemen, the UEFA Champions League final, as previously mentioned, kicks off Saturday, 29th of May, 9 p.m. 
Chelsea, City. I think the the games are moved to Portugal to allow the British fans Amazing. to travel in. Mm. Um, I'm willing to put money on right now who I know you guys are going to choose. So what is what do you mm. think the score is going to be, Sean? 2-0 uh, Man City. Taker. 2-0 Man City. Straightforward. City. We don't need to talk about tactics because Chelsea <laughs> will never match uh, uh, Man City tactically. But Thomas Tuchel has been doing some some mad things at the in the background there. Do you not think it's like Aiden, anywhere Aiden. possible? Man City are going to win 2-0. Look, man, man, look at look at Chelsea. They always play with six to seven defenders. There's not there's no difference in the system that they're playing now with the one that Conte was using when he was there with fullbacks. There's nothing different. The only players that are attacking that's three. Timo Werner that misses everything. Literally. And then, uh, who's that boy? The American boy? Mason Mount. Mason Uh, Mount and Pulisic. Pulisic. Those are three Mm. players that are attacking. Tell me who else is attacking in that team. Nobody. You've got Conte, you've got uh, uh, Coutinho in the midfield. You've got Zabaki, Zabalaz, Guedo, Zabaleza. Yeah, he's a right... Yeah, he's a right... With a right wing back, and you got Chou on the other side is a left wing back, and those are Chou is a left back, Zabaleta is a right back, and then behind them you've got James, you've got ah come on, they've got six. So so the thing is like here's what I'm saying like this is it's a great time for English football to celebrate, you know. It's been a while since this is happening, but it's just that now I wish that you know, but no matter what happens, Manchester City needs to win because the football needs to evolve, yes. needs to go forward. Yes. Because if yes. if Man City doesn't win, people are going to start looking at how Chelsea won it. Now they're going to teams say next season going to start playing with six defenders, mm. seven defenders. Yeah. F- I mean, yeah. we want to go forward <laughs> to play proper football. No, look, I I I I'm just taking the. F- out. I have no doubt City are winning this game. Um, it's it's. I feel like it's going to be more than two 0 just because I feel like when City get in the groove. Um, mm. It's going to take a bit more than six defenders to stop them. <laughs> um, I agree. The reason I wanted to talk about this game, Swallows versus Sundowns. You know, Sundowns are, I guess you could say, in a very weird headspace. You know, losing CAF sem- uh, quarterfinals, seeing their own supporters, or allegedly their own supporters, as you guys said, we don't know if they are diehard Sundowns fans, doing mm. what they did to their beloved ex-coach, so to say. So what do you guys think is going to happen with Swallows versus Sundowns? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'd, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the coaches do in terms of team selection. Are they going to give the fringe players a full run, which I'm sure they will. Mm. Um, I don't know how greedy they want to get in terms of how many points they want to win the league by. Um, if they do give the fringe players uh, a run, I see Swallows uh, performing or getting another draw. Um, yeah, I- I'm going with a 1-1 a draw, a pretty dull game as well. <laughs> Sean, 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 don't, yes, don't, sir, don't, don't sleep it. on this game, man. Come on. I'm doing it. You're doing the game? A, 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 no, a dull 1-1 one, one game, a 1-1 one, one draw. That's what I'm saying, boy. That's what I'm saying. I was, I was with the Salas coach on Monday. He said he wished to play Sundowns when they've won the league. Oh. That tells you something. He, he wants to, to enjoy the game. Man is hungry. He, he's hungry. And, uh, and I think it's going to be a very entertaining game from Salas' point of view. And probably maybe it'll be one of those games where San Salos will stop being an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll and with Mamlu Sundowns, it's given that's gonna give um, so many players an opportunity to play, you know. Yes. And but with that in mind, he still wants to collect maximum points. You know, you wanna finish the log, you know, the highest point possible. And uh, and also you must understand that they want to make history of losing just one game. So they wouldn't go into this game um, you know, with the mentality that we've lost. And I think it's going to be, for Sundance, it's going to be business as usual. 
but it's but for me it would be interesting to see how Morocco Salas will you know handle this game but for me I think mm. it's going to be uh, one of those 1-0 I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to Morocco Salas 1-0 wow yeah the Swallows yeah interesting yeah. interesting sure from Europe to Africa and those predictions Europe to Africa uh, that's one hell of a journey Sean into the car of the week I see do you know doing. what the best thing for a journey quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. the car, the car of the week. this one belongs to Kermit Erasmus he was seen featuring the new Hyundai Santa Fe a really big Hyundai which in spite of its city name is actually quite appealing on a practical family first kind of level the Santa Fe is what they call a d-segment SUV which means it competes with the Skoda Kodiak and the Land Rover Discovery Sport two cars which we very much like indeed mid-sized SUVs like the Santa Fe appeal because they are usually smaller cheaper more economical and less brash than conventional SUVs like the Land Rover Discovery the Volvo XC90 and the Audi Q7 but you still get seven seats. Granted, in most, the rear, the two rearmost seats are only for kids, but who sits fully grown adults in the back there anyway? A lofty driving position, a degree of off-road ability and the ability to tow caravans, horse boxes, and so on. And of course, there's the image, which nowadays is even more important than whether the car is, you know, any good. Mm. Overall, has the makings of a great family car, if lacking a little bit of excitement. Comes in at around 800,000 Rand, which is a bit steep. I give it a seven out of 10. Seven out of ten. Yes, I think last sir. week was nine out of ten. You yeah. quite like last week's one. Fair enough. So, Sean, I believe it is your turn to provide this week's motivational quote. Let's fire some. Let's inspire rather some people. Yes, what I, I, like, I really love what he puts on Insta, and I actually stole it and I uploaded it myself. He says, "When life blesses you financially, don't raise your standard of living. Raise your standard of giving." giving. I saw that. I really enjoyed that short. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's, I'm a that's, bit disappointed that's now that dumb. it wasn't from you, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. That's a dead like quote. That's a that's a nice one. I like that. Yeah, it really is. It's better than your one last. I just want to know who, who wrote it for him. Exactly. No, that's dude, dude. Let me tell you, Sean. I I I, I respect codes and 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 inspirational stuff that goes on on mm. Instagram and what. Mm. All I need, all I want, Sean, for me is be the guy. Live by your codes. Yes, sir. You know, don't yeah. don't come and tell us that you you, you put it in the work, but when you put on the t-shirt, you can see uh, the, the the big bail is showing. But you're saying you're working. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. So no, be 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 that guy. Be about your yeah. goals. You know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And that is how we wrap up episode 75 of The Car Wash, proudly brought to you by Heineken. Whether you have been listening in on slpodcast.coza, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Mahiking 96.7 FM's Game Time, thank you so much for joining us today. I have been your host, Aiden. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. And that has been Mr. Teko Mudisa. Thank you, sir. You did well today. Thank you. Yeah, you're yes. fantastic. You're great. And we will see you all same time, same place next week. Cheers, guys. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. (laughs) (laughs) This is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car.